This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by ExpressVPN and by Manscaped. As if the U.S. government's war against Chinese tech companies wasn't enough, and we will get to that later, mm. this week a new battle of the titans suddenly emerged. In one corner, you have Apple, makers of the most popular line of mobile phones on Earth. And in the other corner, Epic Games, makers of Fortnite, the most popular free-to-play battle royale shooter. Who will win? Well, it looks yeah. like... Uh, Looks like that might be up to the courts to decide, actually. But for now, let's just break down how we got here. No, no, no. They're going to step into their Jaegers. They're going to go out into the yeah. Pacific Ocean. And Tim Apple and Tim, Tim Apple Epic. And, yeah, the two, <laughs> the two Tims. <laughs> they're going to get There can only be one Tim. Yeah, and they're going to wrestle it out. And somehow Hawaii is going to get destroyed. Yeah. But uh, we'll see who wins. But anyways, as you're probably aware, Apple collects a 30% fee on all in-app transaction, uh, transactions that happen in their phones. If you're spending any money in-app, Apple gonna, is going to get 30 cents of every dollar. This is especially annoying because in a lot of cases, the prices in-app are simply adjusted to be 30% higher than if you'd used a computer to log into the relevant website. And iOS apps aren't allowed to simply provide a link to do that. A great example would be the Twitch app. If you subscribe to someone through the mobile app, it yeah. is 30% higher so that the person on the other end gets... Yeah, the correct amount. Netflix eventually just removed the option to subscribe at all in the app. Just, just go like, to the website. I, no, they're just like figure it out. We yeah. we can't tell you to go to the website or but, provide a link. Yeah, but you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Apple's logic here is that if you're Epic Games, for example, that thirty percent cut on all V Bucks sales shouldn't bother you because you're still making way more money than you would be if your app wasn't available on those Apple phones. But if you're Epic Games, this means handing over a huge chunk of your revenue to a company that played no real part in generating it. And apparently, Apple or Epic has had enough of that bullshit. Yep. Yeah. Very much so. Yes. And uh, as you'll recall, Epic Games sidestepped this exact same issue with Google uh, and their thirty percent cut by simply sidestepping the Google Play Store entirely back in twenty eighteen, requiring players to download a launcher directly from Epic's website or buy a Samsung phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Android phones, it's actually pretty easy to run non Google Play apps. That is not the case for Apple, though. But uh, anyway, back in April of this year, not that long ago, Epic finally just put Fortnite on the Google Play Store, though it was still also available to download directly. But apparently, a lot of parents are like, Android says this is a virus. They say this is dangerous. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know. This like, is also the, the whole deal with uh, any Amazon product that isn't just the Amazon app. Yeah. You have you gotta, to go download an APK and like load it onto your phone. It's, I don't know if that's still the case, but yeah, that's what I had to do back in the day. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as of now, though, Fortnite has been removed from both the iOS App Store and the Google Play Store, and here's why. Yeah, on Thursday morning, Epic announced the Fortnite Mega Drop, a permanent discount of up to 20% on all V-Bucks and real money offers in-game. It includes both iOS and Android. Hmm. Now, here's how it looks on an iPhone. How do you want to pay? Apple App Store, $9.99, regular price. Epic Direct Payment, $7.99, discount price. Now... When faced with this <laughs> yeah. very tough, very challenging I don't know. offer, which one do I want? Obviously, people are going to go with the cheaper option here, which on Epic's end actually works out to more money—a twenty percent discount. I am not very good at math, but mm -hmm. I still think that's a bit better than the thirty percent Apple tax that they had to pay. Yeah, and obviously, this is a blatant violation of the Apple App Store's terms of service uh, and Android's terms of service as well. Yeah. Obviously, Apple retaliated to this, and. Epic knew that they would. This was... The whole thing was, was choreographed. It was very well planned and executed perfectly. Everything happened, like, it, like robotically. Mm -hmm. Things were triggered. Things happened. And it all happened in a very timely and efficient ma matter. Yep. 
Tim Cook didn't see what was coming. Mm -hmm. So not long after Fortnite started offering the Epic Direct Payment option, Apple went ahead and, of course, kicked Fortnite off the App Store for violating the TOS. And then Epic immediately issued a lawsuit against Apple that they've definitely had ready to go for a while, accusing Apple of anti-competitive practices. They also released this CGI video short, which a lot of people, especially Fortnite's player base, yeah. are probably too young to fully understand. But it's basically a shot-for-shot -shot remake of uh, an iconic Apple ad from back in 1984. And Epic Games' lawsuit actually explains things further. Here you go. In 1984, the fledgling Apple computer company released the Macintosh, the first mass-market consumer-friendly home computer. The product launch was announced with a breathtaking advertisement evoking George Orwell's 1984 that cast Apple as a beneficial revolutionary force breaking IBM's monopoly over the computer technology market over the computing technology market. Apple's founder, Steve Jobs, introduced the first showing of the 1984 advertisement by explaining, it appears IBM wants it all. Apple is perceived to be the only hope to offer IBM a run for its money. Will Big Blue dominate the entire computer industry? The entire information age? Was George Orwell right about 1984? Well, fast forward to 2020, and Apple has become what it once railed against, the behemoth seeking to control markets, block competition, and stifle innovation. Apple is bigger, more powerful, more entrenched, and more pernicious than the monopolists of yesteryear. At a market cap of nearly $2 trillion, Apple's size and reach far exceeds that of any technology monopolist in history. And look, we're not lawyers, obviously, but based on a quick read through this lawsuit's text, and it was very, very clearly written to be readable by non-lawyers, Yeah. Uh, what Epic seems to want is for Apple to be forced by the courts to allow third-party app marketplaces on iOS devices, uh, claiming that Apple's App Store monopoly harms users and stifles innovation. Those are the two, the two key words you need to get in there for an antitrust thing to happen. Mm -hmm. And they've got a lot of valid points. Uh, this has the potential to be a groundbreaking case, uh, especially with U.S. lawmakers right now actively going after the big four tech companies for antitrust concerns, as you're aware. Um, but until this is settled, and it could be a long time, iPhone users just can't play Fortnite. Throw that phone in the trash. Sorry. Uh, this, of course, means that Epic Games is going to be missing out on a lot of revenue for potentially a very long time. Uh, so. That indicates they're probably pretty confident in their case here, mm -hmm. working out in their favor. It is a gamble, but uh, they would not be doing this unless they figured they had a pretty good shot at winning. It also sounds like Spotify might be uh, teaming up with them uh, on this. Yeah, there's like, going to be Spotify's been been about Spotify's been talking about doing something like this for a while. It'll be a veritable gangbang on Apple. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, the end result is probably going to be a good result. Now, having said that, a lot of people's, uh, you know, worries are justified. I mean, Tencent does have a, a, a decent stake in Epic Games. So it is kind of a Chinese company attacking an American company. But I don't know. It's nevertheless going to be fun to watch go through the courts and see just how this affects everything else. Yeah, the, the key thing to realize with this and with everything we talk about on this show is there are no good guys. No. You don't really have to pick a side in this thing. Yeah, exactly. A Apple's terrible. Uh, Epic Games... Terrible. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean... It's just something to do. <laughs> yeah. We get to watch something. We're all at home yeah. doing nothing. Now we get to watch two d giant tech companies fight it out. Mm -hmm. And and I the only thing I do feel bad for are the parents of these young iPhone users who just... They're, they're kids. All right, Dad, I finally finished my stay-at-home homework, mm -hmm. which is just all work now. Yeah. Can I please have the phone? I just want to play some Fortnite with my friends. Sure, here you go. 
No! Yeah, I mean, this. Yeah, it's, it's got to be rough to be a kid right now. Yeah, got to be rough to be one of those Fortnite dorks. <laughs> They'll find a way. They'll they always way. do. They do. So, I don't know. We'll definitely be keeping you up to date on this saga as it unfolds. Uh, but it just all happened today within the span of four hours. Yeah. So, uh, there is sure to be plenty more to come. Mm-hmm. But let's revisit uh, last week's top story for a second. Uh, the Trump administration versus TikTok. Before we even had a chance to make last week's video go live, it was already outdated because on the night of August 6th, the president issued not one, but two executive orders. And the first one, unsurprisingly, said of TikTok, TikTok automatically captures vast swaths of information from its users, including internet and other network activity information, such as location data and browsing and search histories. This data collection threatens to allow the Chinese Communist Party access to Americans' personal and proprietary information, potentially allowing China to track locations of federal employees and contractors, build dossiers of personal information for blackmail, and conduct corporate espionage. So with that as its basis, the order states that starting September 20th, all transactions between Americans and TikTok's parent company ByteDance are prohibited. Banned. Yes. So yeah, it's basically a formalized version of what they've been saying was going to be happening. Mm -hmm. Um, This still allows for a very limited window during which a U.S. company could purchase TikTok or part of TikTok from ByteDance. And we'll update you on how that's going in a minute. But the real surprise news was in Trump's second executive order, targeting the Chinese messaging app WeChat, which also apparently poses the same dangers as TikTok through its collection of user data. Unlike ByteDance, though, whose only real U.S. product is TikTok, WeChat is owned by Tencent. Wait, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, Tencent, an absolutely massive company with investments in various other companies operating in the U.S. and around the world. And one that is uh, currently trying to start a fight inadvertently with Apple because of Epic Games. They're like, you know what? We might be banned, so let's just get all these fights out of the way. Yeah, there's a lot of fighting going on in the business world these days, and Mm -hmm. we're just sitting here as pawns and and enjoying the show somewhat. The two executive orders are written very similarly, uh, and here's section 1A of the WeChat executive order. The following actions shall be prohibited beginning 45 days after the date of this order to extent permitted under applicable law. Any transaction that is related to WeChat by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States with Tencent Holdings Limited or any subsidiary of that entity as identified by the Secretary of Commerce Secretary under Section 1C of this order. Okay, uh, obviously that part about Tencent Holdings or any of its subsidiaries set off alarm bells because... As we said before, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, here's some of Tencent's holdings that you might recognize that just based on a quick glance at this filing would have been affected by this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Riot Games, uh, the people who make all of it. Yeah. League of Legends and Valorant. Uh, 80% of Grinding Gear Games, the people who make Path of Exile. 84% of Supercell, makers of Clash of Clans and Clash Royale. 40% of Epic Games, makers of Fortnite and the Unreal Engine. <laughs> 5% of Activision Blizzard, the company that hates you and money. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5% of Paradox Interactive and 5% of Ubisoft. Also Tencent Pictures, which collaborated on productions like Kong Skull Island, Wonder Woman, Venom, Bumblebee, Men in Black International, Terminator Dark Fate, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and the upcoming Top Gun Maverick. The most American film ever made. Yeah. Ironic. Yeah. I mean, about half of those movies are garbage, but uh, half of them are great. They so, made money. That's all Tencent cares about. Exactly. Really. Uh, plus, they have minority stakes in Spotify, Universal Music Group, Warner Music Group, and they signed a $1.5 billion deal with the NBA to stream its games in China. 
We really let these Chinese companies just get their fingers in every pie. This feels like the culmination <laughs> of literally every Tech Newsday episode we've done for the past year, coming into one、yeah. final fight. So yeah, I guess all that's banned. Sorry, video games are canceled. Yeah, peace. No. So as the first part of that section one A says, this ban on doing business with Tencent only pertains to any transaction that is related to WeChat. Although you'd be forgiven for. Assuming、uh, that you know, the, seeing、yeah. this as maybe being more vague than it really ought to be, given everything else that Tencent owns, and、mm. also in the midst of all this confusion, LA Times tech reporter Sam Dean tweeted: "Video game companies owned by Tencent will not be affected by this executive order." White House official confirmed to the LA Times that the EO only blocks transactions related to WeChat. So Riot Games, League of Legends, Epic Games, Fortnite, et al. are safe, pending updates. So. Sounds like Trump isn't actually going to ban Valorant, which the is, hottest hero shooter of the summer. I tried it again. I'm pretty cracked at it. I'll be honest. I have no interest in it. Too、yeah. hard. Well,、uh, still though,、uh, in the wake of this news, Tencent's stock fell by more than five percent、uh, following that executive order, and、uh, this could very much and probably will have、uh, some degree of a chilling effect on the amount of international business that Tencent is able to do going forward.、Uh, any company that's Would have previously gotten in a deal with Tencent is gonna think twice about it. Yeah.、Uh, so yeah, which again, not a bad thing. I mean, th- there's good and bad with this, and it's、uh, a very hard like tightrope to walk,、uh, basing、uh, an opinion on whether this is good、yeah. or bad. The thing that kind of like, I don't know, weirds me out just as a in a general headspace kind of thing is how. Successful, the United States has been over the past year and a half or two of completely siloing itself off from the rest of the modern world, which is yeah very unsettling. It is. I, I mean, like obviously the like national security concerns are worth looking into, but yeah, a lot of this just kind of feels like China being punished for its success in the last like fifteen years,、uh-huh. like. I mean, I'm sure, like, I'm sure the Chinese government loves how successful like Tencent has been,、yeah. but also the people in charge of Tencent, they're just really good at making money. They're good at making deals that make them money. Fortnite needs to give twenty percent of all B- V bucks <laughs> to the U.S. Treasury. <laughs> this is Come on, stand. <laughs> I'm the one who made this deal happen. I'm going to need those V bucks. You know, I can tell. I got. I have Tim Apple on the phone. He said he's more than happy. Put to- the V bucks in Fort Knox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, even if it's just WeChat getting panned and not all that other stuff, does that mean a U.S. tech company is gonna buy all or part of WeChat, like how Microsoft might be doing with TikTok? Well, it, I mean, it wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense. WeChat it's huge in China, but here in the U.S., WeChat is mainly used by Chinese Americans and Chinese people living in the U.S. to communicate with people back in China. So, a purchase by a U.S. company of just WeChat's U.S. operations wouldn't make any sense if it meant splitting it off from Chinese WeChat. And it also wouldn't make a ton of sense for a U.S. company to buy up all of a messaging app that's just mainly used in in China. So yeah, probably not going to happen. Doesn't have the same appeal. Yeah. No. So yeah, the big question in all of this is, of course, can President Trump even actually do any of this? And the short answer is yes.、Uh, the slightly longer answer is that you should just go watch this video by Legal Legal and this video by. Hogue Law for a more in-depth rundown of why the answer is yes, as explained by actual lawyers. Yes, and、uh, the even longer answer is that yes, Trump can do it, but also TikTok and Tencent are 
probably almost certainly going to challenge it in court. And they, it sounds like they have a decent shot at getting these exec- executive orders at the very least delayed or toned down a bit. Yeah. Uh, the day after the executive orders were announced, TikTok announced they were, of course, putting together a lawsuit against the Trump administration, arguing that the executive order is unconstitutional and that the national security justification for the order is baseless. But it's still going to be a big fight. TikTok could still lose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I mean, uh, but also, the president does have pretty wide-ranging authority on shit like this. Yeah. Um, especially because uh, they declared a national emergency last year about Chinese tech and like this was like when the 5G stuff was happening and uh, so once you declare a national emergency it's very easy for the president to do whatever do kind of whatever he wants especially if it's related to international affairs yeah well he's already um, he's putting up fences around the White House and also that Shungite rock he's got it all over the property so that the 5G can't touch him yep that's why he was banned from Twitch they said it was because of hateful speech but it was him talking about the Shungite or whatever I don't know what that is. It's these stones that block the 5G. These stones that block the 5G rays or whatever. Sounds like a great grift. I I wish them the best of luck selling those stones. They're just little pyramids they sell on Amazon for like $40 each. Nice. Yeah. It's good grift. Bet I could order some from China for about half that (laughs) Yes, this works. And flip them. (laughs) Yeah. Also, if you put it in a foot bath, it'll get all the toxins out of your feet. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, will this all have unintended consequences? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yep. Just as China does a lot of business in the U.S., the U.S. does a lot of business in China. And China could retaliate in any number of ways that affect U.S. companies' ability to manufacture products over there and sell them over there, too. So they're not likely to take this lying down. And even without the Chinese government involvement, this could be bad news for Apple and Google sales in China if their phones and operating systems are no longer allowed to offer the most popular Chinese mobile messaging app. Yeah. Oops. Especially, I mean, like with Google, uh, I mean, they, you know, the the Android operating system, it's Google, but, you know, they don't have as much direct control over it. I'm sure I'm sure they could probably get away with Huawei or with someone else just buying a license for it and then mm-hmm. them doing it. No, but, we made Duo. Yeah. Everybody loves Duo, right? But uh, Apple's kind of fucked. Like, if uh, they, they probably wouldn't be able to sell phones over there, at least the phones that people want. It's yeah. like you're buying a phone that doesn't have the app you need to talk to everyone you know. Anyways, back to TikTok, though, and whether it will still exist in the United States at the end of next month. Uh, Previously, it was Microsoft who was reported to be most likely to purchase either all or part of TikTok. But it turns out Twitter is also interested. Vine 2.0? Yes, which is funny because TikTok is very much the successor to Vine, a company that Twitter bought for $30 million in 2012 before shutting it down in 2016. Uh, TikTok hasn't set a price for itself yet, but estimates put it in the tens of billions of dollars. So this would basically be Twitter getting back into the Vine game, but for a thousand times the price. Yeah. And uh, while Twitter's small size relative to companies like Microsoft means that they would face much less antitrust scrutiny in the deal, uh, Twitter itself is valued at around $29 billion. So they would almost certainly have to take on new outside investment to purchase TikTok. Um, But it might be valuable to them. I still think it would be... in Twitter's hands is the best place for, for TikTok. Twitter um, seems to do an okay job. I trust them more than Microsoft. To this day, I know it's only been like a week and a half or two, but I still have never seen a, uh, I don't even remember what it's called, the Instagram version. Reels? I've never seen one posted. I don't yeah. even know where to look for it. I yeah. see the stories, but no one's posting stories. They post memes and stuff now, mm-hmm. but uh, haven't seen one. Yep. No idea. So seems like a waste of money to me, but Twitter buying TikTok, 
I don't know. Could be something. I do love how like small those numbers seem now. Like the 2012 Biden numbers, oh, like 30, 30 million. million. Whoa! How adorable. Sorry, we're in the billions now. It's 2012. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it it might sound like we think this whole thing is stupid. And it kind of is, but also TikTok is, in fact, one of the shadiest apps out there in terms of user data, regardless of whether it's the Chinese Communist Party spying on everyone or just your standard run-of-the-mill data mining to sell ads. Earlier this week, it was reported in the Wall Street Journal that TikTok was found to have been secretly tracking Android users' Mac addresses for at least 15 months up until late 2019. MAC addresses are unique fixed identifiers assigned to internet-connected devices like your phone or your computer, and are therefore quite valuable for tracking the activity of individual internet users. In Android, users' MAC addresses are blocked, or they're supposed to be, with Google instead assigning phones a Google advertising ID that can be easily reset. But TikTok exploited a known loophole to track MAC addresses. So was this illegal? Sounds like it should have been. Well, on its surface, no, but... A huge chunk of TikTok's user base is children, Mm -hmm. as you're aware. And the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, or COPPA, does consider MAC addresses to be personally identifiable information. So TikTok could be in a bit of trouble there. Also, over in Europe, MAC addresses are treated as personal data under GDPR. And collecting people's MAC addresses in this way without any notification, probably going to get TikTok in some serious trouble in Europe. So, uh... Yeah. No more TikToks down at the pub. Not a big fan of the president, but I'm not a big fan of this kind of shenanigans either. Exactly. Who do I... But the great thing is, there doesn't have to be a good guy. Just like with Apple and Epic Games, fuck them all. Yeah, exactly. Let's just watch. Uh, Are MAC addresses protected now in California after that law was passed last year? I don't know. Probably not. And websites, they make it tough to even fucking disconnect from that, too. They're like, do you want to accept the cookies or do you want to go through, like, three more pages of us explaining they how you can not track They made it very us? difficult to turn down the cookies now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Mm, yeah. Anyways, before we get into the rest of uh, this week's news, this episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? Uh, these days, I mean, you're at your own house. But let's say, for instance, that there wasn't a pandemic. A public bathroom. You yeah. want to have some privacy. You don't want random passersby looking in on you and whatever size genitalia you have. <laughs> so why would you let people look in on what you're doing when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom without closing the door. Disgusting. Yeah. We don't want your stink out Nobody here. wants to know if you have a wet or a dry ass P word. Did you know that your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? Mm -hmm. And what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a big old stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. We use ExpressVPN on all our devices. It works on everything. Phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected, even if they don't have ExpressVPN. The best part is, using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing that bathroom door. You just fire up the app, you click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like us and you believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com newsday today. Use our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash newsday, and you can get an extra three months free. That is expressvpn.com slash newsday. And this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control, 
But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush with help from Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0. Boom! A premium electric trimmer that'll give your body the confidence boost that it's been begging for. The Lawnmower's ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and it comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower or in the dark or in a dark shower. Mm. Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0. I love this kit. That's great. Uh, the Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. Before this thing, I don't even know where. I, I know I have some, some clippers mm -hmm. and some tweezers. No idea where they are. Guess what? All in one place now. Very convenient. Yes, it is. If you head over to manscaped.com, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's, yeah. hot, it's hot out. We need yeah, that. Yeah, this is going to help you tame that summer swamp ass mm -hmm. with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne designed for your balls. No one's going to judge you for giving yourself a sniff. Mm -hmm. Go to manscaped.com and check out these life-changing products. And as a bonus, our viewers are going to get 20% off plus free shipping with the code TECHNEWSDAY20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code TECHNEWSDAY20. Time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get back into the news now. Remember that big antitrust hearing a few weeks back where a bunch of Republican congressmen decided to mostly focus on whether Facebook was guilty of having an anti-conservative bias. These accusations stem mainly from the fact that Facebook occasionally fact-checks blatant disinformation and lately has been actively deleting pages and groups related to baseless conspiracy theories and disinformation about stuff like COVID-19 and the upcoming presidential election. But a lot of people on the receiving end of those actions are, in addition to being grifters and or kooks, conservatives. So this must mean that Facebook has an anti-conservative bias, right? Well, maybe not so much, at least based on a few stories from the past few weeks. Uh, first off, on the Instagram side of things, the nonprofit group Tech Transparency Watchdog recently noticed uh, an odd little bug on Instagram. Uh, usually when you search for a hashtag on Instagram, other related hashtags are shown alongside it. Hashtag Joe Biden, for example, showed hashtags like Sleepy Joe, Creepy Joe Biden, You Ain't Black, and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, of Ooh, course. Okay. Uh, basically what you would expect. But the same was not true for hashtags like Donald Trump, Trump, Trump 2020, Keep America Great, MAGA, and other prominent Trump hashtags, which didn't display any related hashtags at all. And perhaps most strange was the fact that the hashtag for Brad Parscale, Trump's former campaign manager, didn't list any related hashtags when Tech Transparency Watchdog checked back in June. But when they checked again in July after Brad Parscale was demoted from his role, the related hashtags showed up. Instagram, for their part, says this was all just an unintentional bug. Whoopsie. And they've now disabled all related hashtags, but it's a pretty weird coincidence how all these big Trump hashtags were affected in this way. It's odd. Mm-hmm. But hey, could just be a bug. This next one, though, a little bit harder to dismiss. Mm -hmm. So a report in BuzzFeed News last week discussed how many Facebook employees feel that conservative pages and accounts get special treatment when it comes to being fact-checked. Uh, one Facebook senior engineer collected evidence showing that Facebook gave preferential treatment to prominent conservative accounts to help them remove fact checks from their content, and then posted that information to an internal company message board, then was promptly fired, and the post was removed. 
Here's some more from this article. On July 22nd, a Facebook employee posted a message to the company's internal misinformation policy group, noting that some misinformation strikes against Breitbart had been cleared by someone at Facebook seemingly acting on the publication's behalf. Quote, a Breitbart escalation marked urgent, end of day, was resolved on the same day, with all misinformation strikes against Breitbart's page and against their domain cleared without explanation, the employee wrote. The same employee said a partly false rating applied to an Instagram post from Charlie Kirk was flagged for priority escalation by Joel Kaplan, the company's vice president of global public policy. Kaplan once served in George W. Bush's administration and drew criticism for publicly supporting Brett Kavanaugh's controversial nomination to the Supreme Court. Also from the article regarding the engineer who was fired, the internal evidence gathered by the engineer aligns with the experience of a journalist who works for one of Facebook's U.S. fact-checking partners. They told BuzzFeed News that conservative pages often complain directly to the company. Quote, of the publishers that don't follow the procedure, it seems to be mostly ones on the right. Instead of appealing to the fact-checker, they immediately called their rep at Facebook, said the journalist, who declined to be named because they were not authorized to speak publicly. Quote, they jump straight up and say censorship, First Amendment, freedom. I think Facebook is a bit afraid of them because of the Trump administration, they added. Now, from elsewhere in the article, a Facebook employee's July 22nd post restating the engineer's findings identified multiple cases in which a fact-check complaint from a right-wing page was escalated and in some cases resolved in the account's favor the same day. According to the post, Joel Kaplan flagged a fact-check post of Charlie Kirk's Instagram post for resolution ASAP before 12 p.m. Eastern Time. This same employee claimed Prager used partner manager was part of a two weeks long effort to prevent the site from being given repeat offender status, a designation that would have limited its reach and advertising privileges. Citing partner sensitivity, the rep noted that PragerU runs a lot of ads and argued that the content in question qualified as opinion and was therefore exempt from being fact-checked. Facebook did not answer questions about why a partner manager would cite ad volume as a reason for not acting against a group of pages. Yeah, the whole article... They got the money. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting look. It's a grift. It's a shakedown. They're paying the mob to let them through. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's like... It's about... I'm not shocked. No, absolutely not. This is how you would assume it works. It's just just funny hearing, you know, all the time, like, oh, Facebook really hates conservatives. It's like, all all Facebook cares about is money. Yeah. And conservatives spend a lot of money on there. So yes. they do not hate conservatives. No, and it's been proven uh, more times than just this <laughs> yeah. that they have a conservative bias when it comes to fact-checking or yeah. allowing things through. The, yeah, the whole article is good. Uh, you can read it down below. Uh, it pretty thoroughly presents their whole fact-checking thing as being uh, very different than the way like Republican Congress members have described things in their hearings with Facebook executives. But that's the thing, too, is it's like when they pull this shit up in those meetings, they're you know, nudging Facebook to be like, hey, we're going to keep talking shit about you publicly and bringing this up in antitrust hearings and any time that we're faced with you unless you just let us do whatever we want. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Do you really want uh, the people that we represent to bail on Facebook? Because then you'll have nothing left. It's just dumb because Facebook is playing ball with them. Yeah. And what do they get out of that? They still get called uh, anti-conservative. But they can't lose the boomers. I guess. The boomers are their bread and butter in America. I don't think boomers know how to use any other websites. Exactly. They don't need to, like, it it just all seems so unnecessary. Anyway, there's there's also a pretty good NBC News report about this whole thing. Uh, Both those links are down below. But, yeah, basically it sounds like Facebook is so terrified of being accused of being anti-conservative that they go above and beyond to be accommodating to conservative pages 
Which is, uh, yeah, it's dumb because in the end, they're still being constantly accused of being biased against conservatives, even when they're simply labeling lies as lies. It's just like when Democrats don't want to go too far left because they're afraid of being labeled as socialists. And yet, no matter what, they're always labeled as socialists. Yeah, it's just uh, bad game theory. <laughs> yeah. You just give the other side everything they want. and What do you mean uh, they're arguing in bad faith? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad faith. Yeah. Uh, anyways, before we go, let's just run down some COVID-19 updates, starting with the fact that that Georgia high school that reopened and then got a taste of the old Streisand effect after it suspended two students for posting photos of its packed hallways has now, just one week later, closed indefinitely following multiple positive coronavirus cases. Oh. Uh, which it, they had nine cases confirmed in that school, which is a lot. Probably going to be a few more. It doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about it, those are the people that either were determined to get tested or had actual symptoms so bad that they needed to get tested. Yeah. So think about how many people probably had it. Yeah, how many, like, asymptomatic people. Yeah. So yeah. this whole back-to-school thing, so far, not going so great. <laughs> no. Don't tell Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, though, because he is dead set on putting kids back in the classroom, saying at a press conference, just as the SEALs surmounted obstacles to bring Osama bin Laden to justice, so too would the Martin County school system find a way to provide parents with a meaningful choice of in-person instruction or continued distance learning. Hell of a metaphor. We are going to shoot this lockdown directly in the face and bury it at sea. Uh, I did see like one of the best takes on this was... Uh, they can only be handled the way we handled Osama bin Laden. Crash a helicopter. No, by, <laughs> by putting a Democrat in charge of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, elsewhere yeah. in Florida, over in central Florida's Marion County, Sheriff Billy Woods. Made Terrible mustache on this guy's face. He looks like a fucking dork. Yeah, I, I don't like him very much because no. uh, he made the interesting decision this week to just outright ban masks from being worn by both his officers and by anyone visiting a sheriff's office. Uh, in an email to employees, he wrote, my order will stand as is when you are on duty slash working as my employee and representing my office. Masks will not be worn. He also wrote, effective immediately, any individual walking into any one of our lobbies, which includes the main office and all district offices, that is wearing a mask will be asked to remove it. In light of the current events, when it comes to the sentiment and or hatred toward law enforcement in our country today, this is being done to ensure there is clear communication and for identification purposes of any individual walking into a lobby. You're telling me I took 15 years of my life to grow this amazing mustache to cover up my pencil-thin lips, and now you want me to cover it up? This guy has one of the most punchable dork fucking faces I've ever seen on a, on a police officer. I'm not saying punch the guy. Yeah. I'm saying it's punchable. He looks like a fucking loser, and he acts like one, are too. You, are you threatening an officer of the law? No, I'm saying he looks like a fucking dork. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where we're at, and pro this probably going to see a lot more of these where it's like, we're banning masks. We're, we're not even just making ban masks a choice. We're actually going to ban masks. Yeah. You wear a mask, you get the hell out of here. You, sir, you are under arrest. Do not, do not step foot in here unless you plan on breathing all over my mouth mm -hmm. and get letting me breathe all over your mouth. I, obviously, this is I America. Not, we breathe in each other's mouths, damn it. I do not need a mask because my mustache filters all of the potential bacteria that it's, would be coming uh, in. Yeah. My, my mustache is quite useful. When I eat my dinner, I go into the ocean, I... I swim in the krill, and it, <laughs> it filters out the uh, salt water. Yeah. I get the microscopic organisms. Yeah. I'm a healthy man. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I expect nothing less out of Florida, but here we are. Mm -hmm. Anyways, this past week also brought multiple reports of anti-mask people beating the shit out of other people who just decided that they didn't want to wear a mask or told people to wear masks or anything in between. Now, this one's a bit crazy. 
I didn't even know this theme park existed. Yeah, I know. At a Sesame Place theme park in Pennsylvania, which is based off of Sesame Street yeah. and looks See, like Sesame Street. A theme park for little kids. Yeah, a 17-year-old park employee was attacked by a man and woman after telling them they were required to wear a mask, leaving him with a broken jaw and multiple shattered teeth. Cool. In front of fucking Elmo. Yeah, and and presumably these people's kids. Yeah, this is not and a place you would go kid. to like really as an adult, unless you're like really in Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Up in Washington, a 72-year-old man sitting in a hotel lobby made a comment about a woman not wearing a mask, and that woman's boyfriend punched him in the head multiple times, breaking his jaw, damaging his eye, and knocking him unconscious. Cool. Not really a peaceful protest from these anti-masks or maskers. No. Uh, in Baton Rouge, a 17-year-old girl working at a, at a Chili's as a hostess tried to enforce the restaurant's policy of no more than six customers to a table. And a group of 13 customers got so mad over this that they attacked her, forcing her to go to the emergency room and get stitches over her eye. Yeah, uh, it's, it's mask off for the anti-maskers, that's for sure. Where is Ian Miles Chong on this? Uh, Malaysia. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's, he's never, never even yeah, been to the United never States. Never stepped foot in the U.S., but yeah. he's got some strong opinions about it. He sure does. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, sorry, no Phil this week. Phil got a job, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch! Uh, but, yeah, he's going to try to keep doing segments for us. It's going to yeah. be a little trickier. But we'll, we'll make it work. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he needed a week off, though. He did. All that rage. When you're entering a new job, you don't want to you don't want to go to it with all the rage that you've built up being on this show for months. Yeah, you so. want a clean slate. You want a juice <laughs> cleanse. No, actually, so. I'm a nice person. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a good uh, guy. You can you can ask me to do things, and I'm not gonna yeah. pull out the, the red yarn. No. Uh, anyways, that's it for today's episode. Please check out our most recent episodes over here, and uh, we'll be back soon for an episode of News Dump and some weekly weird news. Until then, please stay out of the sun. Yep, it is boiling it's in here. Too much. Yes. Bye. Bye.